Well, thank you very much. Uh, it's, a, it's a real pleasure to be here with you today. Um, and what I want to present is, is more than, than looking at the size of the middle class, it's looking at some issues related to how the middle class perceives themselves and what factors really determine or influence um, self-perception of belonging to the middle class. So I'll dedicate a lot of time um, to this particular issue. So in the agenda, I really want to, first of all, look at why the middle class is important in Latin America in terms of quantifying the size. Secondly, trying to understand the subjective determinants of, of the sense of belonging to the middle class, what, what, which factors influence the subjectivity of the individuals. And finally, I want to look into seven different dimensions of values and preferences of the middle class in Latin America, particularly in comparison to other emerging markets, and really look into this issue, is, is, there, any Latin, is there a Latin style to the middle class um, in Latin America? Um, and I think all of these questions are important, particularly because they have enormous implications in terms of the growth uh, in the formulation of public policies and the type of public goods and services um, to be delivered um, in the near future in Latin America. Obviously, there's a very large literature that uh, Guillermo has already mentioned in terms of, of the importance of the middle class from an economic dimension, from a social dimension, from a political dimension. But there's also a very large literature, um, particularly that comes from political science and, 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 and economists looking at development, where the relationship between middle class and development is not a, non, is, is not a linear a, a, a relationship. It's one where, in fact, the emergence or sort of the rise of the middle class can be, a, it can be very disruptive. Um, particularly due to institutional weaknesses, to unsatisfied demands, which leads to social mobilization, which leads to pol public policy failures, and which eventually can also impact political preferences. So, so there's, there's this, this tension going on between a big strain of the literature that looks at particularly impacts that the growth of the middle class might have and the disruptive aspects that the middle class can also have. I think uh, López Calva, Luis Felipe, has done a tremendous job in segmenting um, this debate. Um, and I think there's also, in terms of looking at the scope of the middle class in terms of income, but I think there's also a big debate of how do we look uh, at middle class in terms of attitudes and, pre and, and the preference dimension. When you look at, uh, at, the, at the variation in terms of the, of, the, of the income distribution in Latin America, the story is one where most regions, most emerging economies, have experienced a reduction in the size of the low class as well as a strong growth of the vulnerable segments. The story in Latin America is basically one where the mid-low class has grown tremendously um, while the vulnerable seg segment has become the largest segment in society. So it's, it's, a, big, it's a very important structural change in terms of of income distribution in Latin America. And a good way to see it is, in 1981, one of every five people were part of the middle class in Latin America. In 2010, the proportion changed to one of every three individuals. So this is, a, this is an important change. Um, another way to look at it is um, 750 million people are middle class in the world, from which 200 million um, come from Latin America. So, so it's, it's relevant in, in, in terms of the size of the phenomenon that we're, we're, we're talking about. 
But what is interesting, and it's something that, that is usually not mentioned much, is this perception of feeling or being middle class. And when you look at this, Latin America is quite special. When you look at this, in Latin America, many individuals consider themselves as part of the middle class, even though they don't self-report the income to justify it. So you have this, and this is particularly true when you compare it to other areas in Southeast Asia, in Eastern Europe, in the Middle East, in Sub-Saharan Africa, and even with the OECD countries, excluding Mexico and Chile. So you have this interesting phenomenon of people that are reporting a particular income, and yet they're, be, they're perceived to be part of that middle class. And I think this is a phenomenon that is, is worthwhile exploring. And what we try to do um, in, this, in this research that we have been conducting at CAF is look at this particular phenomenon and how can we go about and explaining it. In other words, one of every two individuals feels part of the middle class, but only one of every three claims to have the income to be middle class. And so this, this, is, an important, um, this is an important phenomenon. How, how, can we, how can we go about trying to look at this issue? Well, the probability of self-perception of belonging of individuals to the, each social class can be influenced by many factors, demographic and socioeconomic factors, labor factors, country factors, and even regional factors that we can go about. But when you look at it, um, there are four factors, but two in particular here, that are consistently important in helping understand why do individuals increase the probability of perceiving themselves as part of the middle class. One is educational level, and the other one is saving capacity that seems to have a very significant and persistent effect on individual class self-perception. Um, others that are less, le le less important but, but interesting is supervising someone at work and if the head of family is employed or not. So these are, are two other factors that are important. But when you look at educational levels and savings and you compare what is the impact of this specific variable on the probability of an individual considering himself or herself part of the middle class, and you compare it to other parts of the world, um, in particular to other emerging uh, uh, markets, you find that um, this effect is similar to what you see in, in Southeast Asia, to what you see in, East, in Eastern Europe, what you see in, in, in OECD countries. But what is interesting is that in particular the marginal effects of savings um, has a lower impact than in other regions. Um, being able to save basically increases 12.19% the probability of self-identification as a middle class. It's an important effect. It's a very important effect. But it's lower than in other parts of the world, particularly in Eastern Europe, where the rise or the size of the middle class is, has been much larger than, say, um, Latin America. It, it's also interesting to look at the you know, what is the effect of one additional educational level on the probability of, of, of perceiving yourself as part of the, of the middle class? And what you see again here is, is an important effect, one that is consistent to similar, is to, to similar patterns in other parts of the world, but with a very much lower effect than other parts of the world. Basically, in, the, the, in Latin America, you have the same effect but an increase in the educational level of an individual improves 3.54% the probability of feeling middle class. And this is much lower than other parts of the world. Again, if you compare it with Southeast Asia or Eastern Europe, we're talking about a significant difference. And this 
again, raises a big issue about quality of education. And probably what this is showing is that people perceive that the impact or of the return of the investment in education in Latin America is lower in terms of perceiving themselves as part of being that part of that middle class than, say, Eastern Europe or, 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 or Southeast Asia, or even in, in Sub-Saharan Africa. Um, now, let's look at attitudes and, and, and preferences of the middle class, um, looking at political ideology, left, right. We've already talked about that a little bit in the morning. Trust in institutions, social capital, political activism, market orientation, social protection orientation, and post-materialism in terms of the middle class. Um, in political ideology, we're talking left-right. Um, trust in institutions, we're talking about the willingness or, or, the, or the trust that people have in public institutions. Social capital is a, the level of trust of interpersonal relations. Political activism is the willingness of people not only to vote, but actually to go out to the street um, and, 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 and protest in order to change um, policies. Market orientations, how, how market-friendly this middle class is, and social protection, how much value they give to the role of the state providing safety nets um, in order to protect individuals, or is, are, is, is, is this responsibility more of an individual a, 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 a responsibility? And then post-materialism, which is a very large a, literature on this, um, looking at issues that have to do with quality of life, free time, a environment um, concerns and all that, and looking at those particular issues. What we find is that basically there is no Latin style to the Latin American middle class in terms of these attitudes and, and preferences. I mean, there's no big difference um, with regards to other um, emerging markets. As, 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 as Luis Felipe has, has also shown, they, they tend to move monotonically across income. And the, and the results are very similar to other parts of the, of, of the developing world. There is one exception, though, here again, that has to do with this post-materialistic values in terms of quality of life, environment, um, free time, which, as we will see, is not part of the middle class. It's a trait of the region um, as a whole. Um, when you look, let's look into each one of them and see with more, uh, be more subtle, some of these differences of the middle class in Latin America. Um, in terms of political ideology, the middle class is in, a, in, in Latin America is ideologically moderate, um, just like other developing regions. But in Latin America, the middle class is less inclined to the right um, than other regions. There are differences among certain countries, particularly Chile and Uruguay, stand out as having a middle class that is closest to the left, while you have other countries, particularly Peru and Dominican Republic, that are tend more towards um, the right. So, so overall, you have a moderate middle class that is less uh, that has is less biased towards the right, with some exceptions. Um, um, particularly um, in Peru and Dominican Republic. Um, in terms of trust in institutions, um, trust in, the middle class has very low trust in institutions in Latin America. Um, however, trust in institutions is lower in Latin America than in other developing regions. So this is one particular issue where the middle class is particularly concerned 
It has to do with the quality of, of these institutions. Um, particularly in countries like Dominican Republic and Peru, again, the middle class had the lowest trust in institutions. While Uruguay, for example, shows level comparable of trust um, to, to, to Eastern Europe, for example. So you have some variation within the region, but overall you have a region with very low tr uh, trust levels um, towards institutions. In terms of social capital, the, the middle class has low to moderate low levels of social capital. Um, and in Latin America, social capital among the middle class is lower than in other developing regions. So you have overall, in most developing countries, a very low so levels of social capital, but in Latin America, it's even lower. Um, middle classes in Peru and Brazil have the lowest social uh, level of uh, social capital, while Uruguay and Argentina display the highest levels um, within the region. So you, again, you see some variation, but overall you have this, this very low level of social capital. In most developing countries, the middle class is politically inactive. It's, it doesn't mobilize much. Um, it's, 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 it's a characteristic of the middle class, which actually is, is very different from what, from what the literature um, is a hypothesis, which is that the middle class, in fact, mobilizes more and is socially more demanding. You have a middle class that is more politically inactive. In Latin America, however, it is inactive but is politically less inactive than in other develop, uh, developing uh, uh, country, uh, regions. So, and you have countries like Guatemala, where the middle class is the least inactive, and you have other countries like Brazil and Dominican Republic, again, among the most active middle classes um, in Latin America. In terms of, of, of orientation to markets, um, you have middle classes overall in emerging economies are relatively favorable to market rules. Um, when compared to the developing regions, Latin American middle class is the least inclined to favor market rules. Um, and, and, um, and this is interesting in terms of, of, of how, how much a trust individuals have in, in market economic reforms and whether they perceive or not that growth or, 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 or is, is going to benefit them or not. You have certain countries like Colombian and Argentina middle class that showed the least supports to market rules, while you have the middle class in Venezuela, for example, and Dominican Republic, which is more favorable. So here is also some interest, interesting contrasts. In terms of orientation to social protection, um, most of the middle class in emerging economies seem to hold a moderate stance towards social protection. Um, in Latin America, the middle class seems to be a little bit more inclined towards individual responsibility in terms of the state's role um, to provide social, uh, social protection. You have particularly uh, some middle classes like in Peru and El Salvador that give a very strong prevalence to individual responsibility. Well, you have other countries like Chile and Uruguay that are more biased towards social protection being provided by the state. Now, what is interesting about this particular issue is that there is, when you look at this issue specifically, there's a strong polarization within the middle class between those that want more of a responsibility towards the state, 
compared to those who think that the individual should hold more of, res of a responsibility. So you have more of an extreme positions within the, the middle class in Latin America when it comes to social uh, protection. And, and, and particularly, you have certain countries like El Salvador and Venezuela that are the most polarized countries regarding the state's roles in social protection. And it's, 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 you know, when you look at Venezuela in particular, this is a big issue in terms of, of how political polarization is framed um, regarding this, this particular um, issue. In terms of post-materialism, again, there's a very large literature looking at post-materialistic values. This literature looks at post-materialistic values more from intergenerational perspective rather than from cross-country um, perspective. But nonetheless, we can measure this using, again, the World Value Survey, which is the, 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 the data that we use, because basically it allows us to compare not only within Latin America, but across uh, the whole world, and in particular to other emerging countries. And what you have is that middle classes share materialistic and po post-materialistic preferences. But in Latin America, the middle class is far more um, materialistic, but it's due more to the, the society as a whole. It's, it's, it's an issue that is present across classes, not an issue that is present exclusively within the middle class. And you have classes in Uruguay, Colombia, and Argentina that have the most post-materialistic preferences um, of the region. If you look at this um, in terms of, 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 of comparison between materialistic and post-materialistic, and you, you look at Latin America compared to, to other parts of the world, Eastern Europe, Southeast Asia, Sub-Saharan Africa, it's definitely a, another issue that, 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 that is strikingly different when you look at, at this particular issue. Some final thoughts. Measured by income, the middle class is becoming increasingly important because of its size. And I think there's, there's no doubt about this. Um, we might have a big discussion about whether you know, there's a large proportion of the vulnerable sector that might return um, to poverty given some sort of external shock. But nonetheless, the size right now of that middle class is relevant. One of every three Latin Americans are mid-low or mid-high class. And this in itself imposes some important challenges um, for development in the region. The Latin American, secondly, the Latin American middle class seems to have a strong aspirational character compared to other regions. When you look at the subjectivity of feeling or being middle class, there's a huge difference when you look at Latin America. And in Latin America, there's a very large proportion of individuals that despite the fact they don't have the income to self-report themselves as part of, of the middle class, they nonetheless perceive to be part of that middle class. And that shows a very strong aspirational character, which I think is also an important source of conflict, but also of potential change in terms of, of governments dealing with the kind of, of goods and services that um, these individuals are demanding. And if you look at it more carefully, in a region where close to 80% of the population lives in, lives in cities, it's, it's, it's quite obvious that this, this aspirational character emerges as, as, a, as a trait of this urbanization um, process. Thirdly, 
The saving capacity and the educational level are the greater social differentiators in Latin America in terms of, of self-perception of belonging to the middle class. And this, I think, moves the debate to two very important issues. One, the quality of education, um, which is a big issue in Chile, where you have uh, massive mobilization, student mobilizations, much of the student mobilization linked to the middle class, demanding quality of education, because the perception is, and I think it's correct, that the, the returns on that investment, um, even though they, once you do it, you want to be part of that middle class objectively, nonetheless, um, a, a, the return is not as high as other parts of the world. And saving capacity, I think, moves the whole debate um, towards this issue of reforms aimed at increasing um, a, a, a saving capacity through pension reforms and, uh, and, and reforms of, the, of this sort. Then there are very few distinctive values of Latin style to the middle class. Um, most, the middle class in Latin America is very similar um, to the middle class in other emerging economies. Um, and, set, and, and another, another but, but nonetheless, there is this post-materialistic aspect of the region, a region that, that believes um, and has certain attitudes towards free time, towards the environment, clean air, um, that is consistent, again, with the idea of having a region that lives in cities, I think, is very much linked to the urbanization um, hypothesis. Finally, the Latin American middle class seems more, more polarized on social protection than other regions. And this, I think, is, is, is a very contentious issue. And, and it's slightly more active than other developing areas in terms of politically act, a, a mobilization. Nonetheless, low trust in public institutions is staggering, making it a source of conflict. So you have, I think in terms of preferences, you have this, this important combination of a society that is polarized over social protection and a middle class that is particularly polarized over this issue. A region that, where the middle class can mobilize more actively than other regions, particularly around maybe that specific issue, and where they have very low trust in institutions. So that combination is a difficult combination. But I think what we have here, nonetheless, is a very important change in terms of how the rise of this middle class is going to impact the way how public policy will be conducted in Latin America in the near future. Thank you very much.